Hello and welcome to episode two of the NWR Newscasts Game Club of Dragon Quest VIII, uh, Journey of the Cursed King for 3DS. Uh, I'm here with Neil Ronahan. Hi. I'm Zach Miller, by the way, uh, and uh, uh, Andy Gergen. Hey, what's up? And Nathan Mustafa. Hey. And today we're going to talk about uh, uh, where, where we left off last week was um, the uh, castle at Tr- Trodan Castle. No, no, no we, we didn't even make it. Sorry, we didn't. Even, that was where we're getting to this week. <laughs> so, so for it's some context with all this, is <laughs> we had really noble intentions of like doing this weekly. Then some life crap popped up. Then the switch started coming out. Um, a lot of things happened. Uh, so we're recording this second episode of our Dragon Quest Eight Game Club that we really aspired to do like once every other week, at, at worst, like a month and a half after we started. <laughs> so, so when we we last left off, we were we just got out of uh, the Abbey um, right. very early on when you when you basically just assemble your full party. Our initial goal then, and what we told you if you're playing along with us, which if you are great, um, was to get to Trodane Castle. Uh, we're gonna amend that. Hopefully Maybe get one farther. Yeah. Uh, I no. hope you didn't stop playing uh, because you were waiting for us to record the second episode. I feel real bad if you <laughs> if you did stop playing and you're waiting for us to do the second episode. Like send us send us some sort of listener mail, like email connectivity at nintendoreport.com and just be Let's like <laughs> like like one. Just let us know that you're listening. That'd be cool. And also, like we'll feel real bad if you were waiting for us and we let you down. The third week's the third episode's goal is to beat the game. Yeah, which well, I mean, <laughs> we're, tar- point, we're targeting early 2018 for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. About uh, when when Dragon Quest Eleven doesn't come uh, to America on Switch and 3DS, that's what we're <laughs> targeting to finish this. Uh, but uh, uh, so so Zach and Nathan, you have both finished the game at this point. Correct. Um, Finished and, and done quite a bit of the post game stuff. Yeah, uh, what's your what's your hour marker at this point, Zach? Oh, I think it's like oh god, I'd have to go get it, but it's somewhere in the range of eighty four hours. Damn. Wow, I think I think when I because I basically I got to a point where I was I was cruising right along. I mean, you zoomed past me like you you used your fast travel spell of Dragon Quest proportions and and just blew past me. Like I was playing this game at a pretty steady clip. We were about pacing each other, and then you just like dropped fifty hours more than me into the game in the yeah, span of like a day got, and a half. I'm not real. What are you sitting at? Um, I think I'm at about twenty five thirty. Okay. Um, and I'm and I'm just. Uh, I think I think as we were talking before the show, uh, Andy, you and I are both in Argonia, and I think I'm like maybe an hour or so ahead of you on that. I'm at like twenty eight hours. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm. A, I think I'm around there. Okay. What was yours, I Nathan? I, I think I beat the game. I can't remember in around forty-five or maybe fifty. It didn't take that long. It does. Yeah. From like I was when I got to the point that I was, uh, I kind of poked ahead to just be like, "All right, how far am I in? How deep am I into the game?" And it seemed like beating the game in fifty hours was was very reasonable, which I think is a stark difference from the PlayStation Two version, which I think probably because of like random battles and other stuff uh, was like a seventy, eighty-hour game minimum. Well, and also uh, the battles are faster on 3ds. They literally yeah. added a speed yeah. up option, speed up. which is great. Mm-hmm. Did the did the, think... did the PS2 version have the option where you can basically have them fight for you? Yes. 
Yeah. Because I actually found that pretty helpful when I was starting to lose interest in the game a little bit. <laughs> and I just wanted to like get to the next thing and save it. I was like, I don't want to do anything anymore. I just want to walk and save. Did the AI do a good job? Because I don't trust AI with that kind of stuff. I mean, I w- no. They, I think, I think actually the only character who can't die is Angelo because he's the only one who can bring anybody back right. and Angelo died very quickly. And then I think I lost Jessica too. Oh. And, um, I ended up being okay, but it got a little, it got a little, uh, scary for a minute. So, I think the only reason I put 84 hours into it is because I, uh, I put so much effort into finding and, uh, alchemizing things. To alch- mm. you know, to to make better gear and stuff, and um, and I did all the photo stuff that I could, and God, um, I finally just got a a recipe for a better whip because I'm still on the thorn whip, which is garbage. Yeah, it's um, not great. I finally got a recipe for a better whip, and it requires one of the ingredients is another whip. I still don't have. <laughs> I feel yeah, like I'll, I'll say this: whips are whip. awful. <coughs> not, they get I actually whips whips are wait. Oh no, the boomerang is like the, the wonderful thing that attacks everything. Whips just attack a certain enemy group. Right. I, well, I you went get in a whip hard, that right. attacks everyone. Okay. Uh, I went in hard with the whips um, with Jessica. Uh, so I, I'm too committed at this point. Uh, I, I could just get I, a yeah, she, The whips get good higher level. Like, well, if, if you were to use the whips for Jessica, what, what weapon would you go with? Stave. Okay. Yeah. So that's Steve, what I, did. I, I didn't want to. He's a natural mage. Yeah. I mean, yeah. she she still has mage powers. It's just that then she also has a whip that she can use to attack. You yeah. know, I got to the end of the game, um, and at that point, I was able to have two skills maxed for every character. That's right. what I'm realizing. I think uh, I think I have a hero maxed out on swords, maybe, or maybe I have a. Uh, Yangus maxed out. I have one of them maxed out, but now I'm starting to do another one just because I'm like, well, what else do I do? After our last conversation, after our last conversation, I started uh, pointing both Hero and Yangus full born onto uh, onto Fisticuffs. Yeah. So I have. Yeah. And until that point, I had split Hero between staves and swords pretty pretty um, equally. So he's he's all over the place at this point. I'm I'm all about that boomerang with the hero. Yangus is almost especially uh, for me though. If you guys need to level up fast, if you do want to, for whatever reason, you do actually return to the game and you want to push through, um, going outside the royal hunting grounds uh, where you Mm -hmm. have to find that Argonian heart. There are a ridiculous amount of. Uh, metal slimes. I actually, um, I probably, uh, before, when I was in that Royal Hunting Ground part, which Andy, you, I don't even think you've gotten to yet. No, I literally uh, walked into Argonia and saved and quit. Yeah, so so shortly after you Forever. go to Argonia, you're going to be going to the Royal Hunting Grounds. Um, and I, I think I, I, I was playing the game on my lunch at work. Um, like, was eating my lunch and playing, because you can do that with an RPG pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and I sat down and I got to the Royal Hunting Grounds like five minutes was by these metal slimes and spent my entire lunch fighting metal slimes <laughs> and went from like, yeah. I think it was like level 24 and then everybody was a level 30. Yeah. Might even have been like, and that's been, like boomerangs come in real handy. Yeah. I yeah, haven't killed what, a I mean, yeah, I was using, yet. That, that was, that was when my boomerang training had paid off. Uh, but like yeah. that was that. And that's one of the things that like, I kind of enjoy about Dragon Quest 8 on 3DS is that, 
there are elements about it that just seem completely and totally broken in the translation. <laughs> because on the PlayStation 2, if you don't have, if you have random battles and you can't see enemies on the overworld, then those metal slimes are a lot harder to find. Oh, yeah. But when you have all these uh, enemies on the, on the world map, you can just be like, there's a metal slime, I'm going to go get them. And like, they're, the really 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 that, they're not really yeah. that hard to track down. No, and because enemies despawn when you spin the camera, you can just keep spinning the camera until yep. one spawns. Yeah. yeah. Now yeah, there's is, there's um, there's one place in the world after you get the um the ability to fly. The god there bird, is, right? The god bird. There is a little uh, cliff right next to the Tower of Alexandria where there are nothing but slimes, including liquid metal slimes, metal slimes, and king metal slimes. Ooh. So I went up there and I uh, activated the double bubble, which you only get one <laughs> of, but it lasts 10 full fights. If you run away or the enemies run away, it doesn't count. So I leveled the F up uh, up there. Yeah, because you know, that's what you can do, Zach, is um, there is a cliff. Speaking of cliffs, by the Godbirds uh, tower or their, their roost or whatever, mm. um, during the day, it spawns a bunch of gold golems. And uh, during the night, it spawns yeah. liquid metal slimes. So you run around, you grind gold during the day, keep running around, <laughs> and uh, grind XP at night. And that yeah. is a quick path to the end game. I nice. think I, I was I was reading a little bit. So so I guess they just kind of go over some... Uh, we can talk more specifically about story beats. Um, but for, I guess, the kind of up to Argonia that we're talking about, uh, you go through a different a couple towns, and then you get a ship, and then you can explore the sea. I was reading about how... I guess when you can get the ship, I think you can go to that area that you were describing, Zach. And so, like, people will do that, but it's it's it like takes a very long time because you basically need oh. to like sail to the other side of the world. Uh, but well, yeah, there, there's a there, there's a hell. cliff, there's a cliff where Zach was talking about, but in the southwest corner of the world, there's an island that uh, basically okay. spawns the same exact enemies that Zach was talking All right. about. Oh, okay. And it's not marked on the map either. Yeah, I don't know if I've been there. Uh, I would say that um, the world feels much smaller now than it felt when I played this game a month ago. I have a little, bit of, yeah, I have, I have a little bit of context for what makes a big game world. I guess is what. Oh, I, I see. <laughs> yeah, I think we might be referencing Zelda slightly. Yeah, I, I actually kind of have to agree that like playing Dragon Quest VIII before Zelda Breath of the Wild was probably a good idea because I, th- I think if I played it afterwards, I would be completely underwhelmed. Uh, by sure, the side but, of the world, because I, I remember um, even even right after Myella Abbey, uh, going through Ascantha and just kind of being amazed by like how kind of nice this world looked. Sure. Um, the the yeah. thing that it's it's interesting to me that this game probably back in two thousand four, kind of was Breath of the Wild. Yeah, you know, it was so yeah. big at the time and, and free roaming, and, and it was uh, gorgeous. It was a visual oh, yeah. showpiece. Yeah. And if you think about what it did for Dragon Quest at the time, I mean, Dragon Quest Seven, especially in English, like that, that had a brutal localization. Uh, it kind of fell flat, at least from what I know. Like Dragon Quest Seven, I knew almost nothing about until the 3DS re-release. That came mm-hmm. out very late in the PlayStation One's life, um, much like I don't know, maybe Skyward Sword in the Wii's life. And then Dragon Quest Eight came out after I think there was a five year, three or four year gap. Yeah. Uh, and then it came out and kind of rocked people's worlds. And I, I mean, I've often heard Dragon Quest VIII heralded as one of the best RPGs on the PS2. Yeah. I still think oh, it looks good. Easily. I mean, yeah. even on 3DS, it still looks fine. Oh, yeah. 
I, although I would kill for a, well, I, I wouldn't, but um, I would really like a, I would really like an upres version re-released on PS4, just to have yeah. the the music, because that, that's one thing lines. that's really lacking in this version. The the MIDI music, while it's pleasant it, and it's okay for a portable experience, I guess it just doesn't it doesn't hold up to the orchestrated soundtrack I, that they released in in North America. I'll totally agree with that. Like I actually listened to some of the orchestrated music cause I, I wanted to, the means in comparison and I was just like, Oh, I, I think I want that. The MIDI music is yeah. bad. It's just that it's, it's, it's almost like <laughs> if, if you go through life, not knowing about the orchestrated music, the MIDI music's <laughs> fine, but then you hear right. that better life and you want that life. Right. With the orchestrated music, I, I would find myself just staring at the screen just to, just to enjoy the atmosphere. Um, yeah. And that didn't happen in this version, but I, it was still really engaging. You know, it's it's yeah. a great game, and that that holds up. Sure. So, uh, so you uh, guys, you guys are at, you're all past Trodane, obviously, but um, something I wanted to ask you about, and you, you all have boats too. How did you? I I did not. I remember, and then I did not enjoy the fact that you have to go to that. Uh, spirit world guy twice. Oh, yeah. Is that oh, guy a bigger? Is that guy a part of the bigger story of the game? No, no, no. He oh, what, uh, uh, King Pavin or whatever. That is so no, no, weird. The, the dude with the harp. Oh yeah, like so he, he never, he never shows hill. up again. No, you He's go just... to that hill and you're like, hey, I'm I'm here. Okay, I'll grant you a wish, and then like a few hours later, you're back there. I want a different wish granted. Okay, I need a better harp then. And then, does yeah. he, yep. does he ever show back up? Nope. No. What's the he's just a uh, convenient plot mechanic number yeah. three. Right. Wow. And like, what what really killed me too was when I was in uh, when I was in um Chardain, like finding his stupid door again because you need to yeah. like go at the bright perfect time. And it doesn't tell you that. Mm. Yeah. No, yeah, that's what like I was there. I was kinda, like, you kind of just have to remember. Yeah, that was like this is this is where I went before. Why why can't I just go in this way again? Right. I got lucky, I guess. I didn't have any any issue with that door showing up again. But wow, yeah, that would suck. I actually thought the Escantha uh, sequence was just kind of a big time sink uh, mm-hmm. because he just he just wants to see his wife's ghost or something. I thought, and, that, uh, I thought that was that was a nice like typical Dragon Quest vignette. Like, yeah, it just it took what was, too what long. was everybody's favorite? What's everybody's favorite vignette? I know we haven't all finished it, and we might not remember all of them. But what what's stuck with you so far? I like the 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 ruins, so to speak, of Trodane Castle. Going like exploring like the various bedrooms and seeing like basically everyone mm-hmm. kind of frozen. Uh, seeing like the uh, like the piano and and whatnot in the princess's bedroom. Like that, that was, that was pretty memorable. Yeah, um, that's true. I like the, the little shit in Argonia. Yeah. The Argonia <laughs> thing is great. I mean, that guy's a douche. Yeah. Yeah. His whole storyline. And he gets it in the end. If, if Nathan probably know. knows, he kind of, gets yeah, it yeah, he end. does. And then I like, if you, I beat, like, it, if you beat it, if you beat it a second time after you see that ending, uh, if yeah. you if you go just beat um uh what's his name again, mm-hmm. uh, you get a slightly different ending that's that puts a cap on it, uh, oh. even better. 
shoot. Uh, I, I should say I after you beat the, king, the Dragon King. After you I beat the Dragon King. Not, oh, shit. Oh, well. I'll watch it on YouTube. Yeah. But uh, no, I like I like Argonia the best. And I, I mean, I didn't mind. I, I like the Ascantha stuff. Um, even if it, it did feel, it does feel pretty disconnected from the rest of the, the plot going on. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I like, I, oh no, my favorite, my favorite is the mole. Yeah, no, I was just going to yeah. say, oh, you know, giant mole. Like when, you, when you go back to Ascantha and then you have to go fight the moles and like the moles just like playing the harp, hanging out. That is, that I felt awesome. like that was straight out of Super Mario RPG. Yeah, like that was yeah. like we were going to Moleville. That was uh oh god, what was it? I forget the name of the boss that you fight there. He's it's, the bomb guy. Yeah, I feel but like it, it might have been offensive. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I did, I did like the. I need to look up this boss's name. So can well, carry while I was looking that up, I'm, I'm going to cheat and say that my favorite vignette in, in this was was not a vignette it's the the parallel story um the the love story between the hero and the princess oh yeah that kind of runs in parallel to the main story i, I like that because most dragon quests um don't have that strong uh consistent narrative i like that you're on a quest it's you're, you have characters there that consistently remind you of why you're doing what you're doing um and that there's some interest that kind of elevates the hero beyond, even though he is just a silent protagonist. It feels like in most games, you're, you're not nothing but, you know, the chosen one. Um, and this, you, you feel like you're an actual person in the world. Yeah, that's true. I haven't seen any of that. I mean, I haven't seen any of that romance story you're talking about. Do you, have you taken Medea to the, the, uh, uh, the magical water place um no No. oh okay i thought i thought that was earlier in the game minor spoilers i mean they they constantly reference that the princess has been turned into a horse so everyone knows that by now so you you go you go to a spring and um she's temporarily able to transform back into her human form Hmm. um if you actually expect that to be the end of the game i I think you're fooling yourself but it's not (laughs) the end of the game um it doesn't solve the, uh, the curse all the way but after that point, you have these kind of dream sequences where um, you're able to, she's able to speak with you and, and kind of recount um, elements of the story and give Your her time together and kind of give her thoughts on the proceedings of the game. And it's kind of a nice, that's awesome su- summary of things as you move along. And it, I just really liked it. Yeah, yeah. sounds good. And you can take I her back plan. to the spring, and she'll give you different dialogue if you let her drink the water again. That's Ooh. true. Uh, so the character in that uh, that area of Super Mario RPG is named Punchinello. Right. And, and apparently uh, the translator originally wanted to name him James Bomb. Oh, jeez. Yes. <coughs> I'm glad they didn't. <laughs> but but anyway, yeah. Uh, no, I, I really i i i need to get to I need to get back to this game at some point. Yeah, that's good. It's I thought getting good. the ship was a little too involved. Yeah, like that. Like it was just like, guys, it's right there. Like what the hell? Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, Can't there and be then the ship. Way? Once you're on the ship, that that doesn't. They don't have sea battles that um, where the monsters show up on the field. Then it turns right. back into random encounters, yeah. just like the you know the older version of the game. And I, I just couldn't stand it. Yeah. No. Oh, it was yeah. like it was like 
I, I never played much of the PS2 version. I don't think I'd really like the PS2 version that much. I mean, even more so after playing the 3DS version. But I think if I if right. I play the PS2 version in a world where I did not play the 3DS version, I think I'd be frustrated by a lot of how the game was I structured. Was, I remember being frustrated yeah. by that game. I, like I, I had I mean, a lot the, of false starts with the PS2 version. I just never made it through. It wasn't portable. There were still the random encounters and a lot of inefficiencies with the alchemy system. Oh, um, man. That which they really improved, and uh, yeah, this this is this is a great version to actually play through. I think what really threw me for a loop after after I got the boat was that it, I don't remember feeling like I had any idea where to go. Yeah, so I just it was I just yeah. kind of like go to the western continent. I think it, is the only I, direction that you're given. If I was supposed to yeah. end up at Baccarat, then I did so by sheer luck. Yeah, maybe yeah. there's maybe there's literally nowhere else you can actually get to, but. I sailed until I found something that looked interesting. And then I sailed until I found a place to land there. And then I walked for a really long time. Cause I think I got off, I think I got off on the wrong side of like a the, the river or something. You got off by the church or something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, either I way, that. like I walked for a super long time and then I got to Baccarat and I was like, well, here's a town. It's better than maybe they'll sell me a new whip here. And they didn't. Uh, <laughs> Well, I really they like do dude, sell you missed, whip for you, for uh, lottery coins later. You on. missed a store, like because you're <laughs> talking about like not being able. Like I upgraded that. I, I think I've upgraded that whip twice. I've checked every <laughs> store that I've come across. I seem to recall the thorn. You stuck with the thorn whip for a really long time. Yeah, no, there was totally a long time, but like mm-hmm. I mean, we're about the same spot. I've gotten two whips since since the thorn whip. <laughs> I wish I knew how to get a new whip because Jessica <laughs> does like four damage to everything she attacks. I, always, yeah, I do love I, that moment. I think whips are awful. I like, I like them. I mean, I just cast I mean, boom every, every time until she runs out of MP and then I go find an in. So it works. It's <laughs> about the end of the world. I do love that the, the boost that you get whenever you get like a, a big new weapon. Because then it'll be like, all right, now, now Yangus is a total para- powerhouse or, uh, yes. You know, this new bow for Angelo, he's going to kick some ass. I love when some random, like, golem is too love struck by my mage to attack. <laughs> <laughs> that that happens more and more as you increase that stat. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, speaking, speaking of the combat, do you mind if we touch on that for a little bit? Go ahead. As you go further along, I mentioned that you can basically max out a couple of the um, skill trees. I really like in this game how it's not a class system per se. It's tied to what weapon you have equipped, um, what abilities you can use that you've been unlocking. And since you can equip and um, remove equipment as needed in battle, it, it basically lets you switch classes just in the middle of battle as, as you see fit, which is really awesome. I didn't awesome. realize you can do that. Yeah, that, that took yeah. me a while before I realized that was even an option. It was, uh, I, because I would usually just have whatever, I would have like, the one kind of weapon that I had and then sell the other one. But then for, I think it was around when I got the Holy Lance. That's when like, I was like, okay, I'm going boomerang for the hero, but this Lance is really good. I should use it right now. Mm. Um, And then I noticed that I could switch to the boomerang mid battle. And I was like, Oh, Oh, that's really cool. It's it's helpful because sometimes say you want to clear out a bunch of the, I guess, lower level enemies with abilities like thin air, but then maybe you want to switch to something you know, like like the axe, where you have more powerful um, single enemy uh, abilities, you, you can do that. Thin air is incredible. I, th- I, th- I think that adds a lot of depth to the combat. In addition to that, the um, the tension system. 
I like how transparent it is because in, in other games where you do moves like biting time or, or something like that, a lot of them just double, like literally just double your attack power. And it seems like yeah. w- what's the use? This kind yeah. of scales um, exponentially, not exponentially, but doubles it no, every time. Yeah, it, it it doubles it, and then you eventually you go up to like fifty. Um, so it's it's going up a little faster than just doubling, but but you can you can see what it's doing, and you can see why it would be worth waiting, especially since you may want to take time to buff your character um, with spells like Oomph. Yeah, that'll right. that'll also double your attack power. So there there's kind of incentive to um, queue up some power for your for your heroes. That's just not there in other games. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because um, one of the things that I don't like about the game's combat is that about uh, maybe half or two thirds of the way through the game, um, after you've learned to use tension all the time, the game introduces enemies that dissipate it in one turn. Um. Yeah, and it happens. It happens often. It does, especially uh, the boss battles. Especially the boss, and it it pisses me off. But then, uh, but then I understand I like, why they're I doing like it. That. Yeah, I understand why they're doing it, but I I wish they'd introduce that mechanic much sooner, uh, so true. that you could understand that I can't always rely on tension. I, I like that it kind of forces you to change things up. It, you, you you have to learn how to play more defensively towards the start of the battle to, to really get a handle on um, the boss's attack patterns and yes. how often you can risk um, yeah. psyching up. So, you know, okay, maybe this boss, I can tell that he, he casts at about every four turns or when when a certain thing happens in the battle, he'll tend to cast that. So I, I'll, I'll just psych up twice, and I'm going to call that enough. Yeah. So I, I enjoyed that. Yeah. I never yeah. really used the, the the detention system. I feel weird skipping and yep, skipping a turn and not getting an attack in. But maybe that's because I haven't been in, in, in enough battles that really justify it. Uh, if Probably you not. once one of the best items in the game to alchemize is the timbrel of tension, and if you equip mm. that to somebody like Yangus or uh, Jessica, a character who's not going to do something every turn. Um, if they use that in battle, it increases the tension of everybody in one turn. Oh, wow. And, and Zach, you know, I initially took your advice advice to put it on Yangus, but because of how I was playing the game, uh, Yangus, it was more efficient for me to give it to the hero. Oh, okay. Uh, have, have Jessica focus on buff spells, have Angelo cast healing spells, and Yangus would psych himself up. So if okay. you had the hero using the timbrel of tension, he would psych himself up by one every turn. But Yang- Yangus, if you have him psych up and have the hero use the, the timbrel, then essentially you can psych up to 20 in one turn. Right. True. Yeah, it depends on who your powerhouse is, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, that's true. I mean, and that really made um, uh, the, the two fights where it made a big difference for me were uh, Imperia, the, the bird. That, that boss yeah. fight is hard as hell. Uh, and then the uh, Rapthorn, the last, last boss. Um, and having having your monster teams was hugely helpful, too. Oh, that's yeah, that's an awesome mechanic. And I, I think that was in the original game, right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah but uh, just, for um... Andy, and, Andy and Neil, if you guys take the time to uh, 
uh, go through the uh, monster arena and get some really good teams. And, and there are some really good enemies you can't find until certain points of the story. But if you, if you do that and you win, um, you get the ability to call your monster team out kind of as your substitute for a while. And they and typically on last like two, three or four turns, depending on how powerful they are. Right. So the monster hammer on that the weird, for- is the monster arena that weird circus looking building near Pickham. Yep. Okay. Oh, I, dude, should, oh, can I just there. say that Maury, Maury is amazing. Maury's great. As in, as in the character or when you can have him join your team? I, I never I, I never had him join my team. Me neither. Isn't it but don't just, you need to like beat everything in the monster arena to even get him? I think so. Everything. Yeah, you do. Yeah. But yeah. I mean he'll 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 join your team as soon as you, you beat the A rank or the whatever his rank is, beat him in the monster arena. Yeah. Um and then there are more fights, optional fights after that. Yeah, that they can... added like a whole new tier I know. Yeah. Uh in the three DS version. But yeah, I love I love his writing. And the monster arena I... is really fun too, although it it took me a while before I kind of like figured out like, cause I, I was totally kind of like them. building up a team before I went and got there and I could only have three people on my team. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. And then I like beat the first level and it's just like, you can have another slot on your team. I'm like, Oh damn. Cause I kept <laughs> on like having like, Oh, who do I keep? I don't know. Um, oh. If I just went and did a couple, it would have been way easier. I think I've only found one of the monsters that he pointed me towards and I don't even really know what the monster arena is as a result. So maybe I should take I have some to say and, and look at yeah, that. You really should Andy. Um, one of my favorite things about Maury, Maury's dialogue is that I feel like everything he says is an innuendo, but even <laughs> though I'm an adult, I don't exactly know what he's insinuating. But you're just like, <laughs> like, it, it's like it, it doesn't sound right, but I'm, I'm not quite sure how it is wrong. <laughs> And he, if you uh, if you make your party leader Jessica, he calls her Bimba, which I thought was a little. Uh, <laughs> That's awful. Uh, yeah. Oh. Uh, I like well, Maury a lot. Getting more around than that. That's that's pretty clear. But well, yeah. yeah. I like Maury a lot more than Red. Although I like the I like the relationship between Yangus and Red. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's kind of cute so, to us. So Red's Red's joined your party because isn't it just like that's story yeah. based, isn't it? Yeah. Red being kind of the infamous um, bandit, I guess. Or, yeah, I you know, guess so. Yeah. Thief, whatever she is, she has her own little place out in the middle of a lake. Um, she employs some some goons, and she goes and steals treasure. Yeah, yeah. She's what, a pretty one good of my fighter. Least... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> one of my least favorite things that in the game is this sequence where you're running through a dungeon. And red is running through it with you in parallel, and like you, you, you're racing against her. Like you know, you want to get to the end of the dungeon first, and she's not powerful enough to fight the monsters or smart enough, I guess, to solve the puzzles. <laughs> um, and yet, every time you unlock a door or like reach some significant milestone, you just let her run by you and go, "Thanks." Yeah, that's and true. She runs ahead of you, like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> You know, have someone play defense while you're, you know, just just hold her head or something. <laughs> That's true. And then when she gets to the boss, she's like, well, I can't do anything about this. So, yeah, uh, you guys want to handle this? <laughs> at least at least she didn't run up and, and steal the um, 
the thing you were going after because that, that would be really aggravating. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and she's a pretty good fighter. I haven't I haven't really played with Yangus, but she has some interesting uh, fan based moves, good multi multi hit attacks, uh, very helpful for killing slimes. Cool. Yeah, I, I never really integrated her into my party just because I, I really don't like getting a character in the middle of an RPG. Yeah, I, I like how yeah, early yeah. you get your party of four, and like that's your core four. Yeah, it's true. And to be it, honest, like, I would have replaced Jessica with her though. If 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 I was thinking clearly, I probably would have done that because I, I found Jessica to be mostly useless. But she's a mage. You need a mage. I guess. <laughs> Red is not a mage. I can tell you right now. No, that's true. But the ma- the the hero can can kind of do a little bit of double duty there. He can. That's true. That's true. And Although I, I don't invest- think he ever learns Kazing. That's all, Angelo. That's true. But since I invested so heavily in whips for like half the game, it just—I <laughs> don't know. I, I know Zach, you like them, but for me, they just—they—they don't—they certainly don't stack up to the offensive abilities of the other characters. Oh, that's true. And 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 I mean, no matter what you give her, whether it's sta- staffs or knives or a whip. She's never going to be your power character ever. I mean, her strength is never good. Um, mm-hmm. I had to use seeds of strength on her just to do any kind of significant damage at all, which is yeah. annoying. Um, uh, but I, I mean, it works out because Hero and Yangus are kind of your your powerhouse characters. Angelo is uh, your healer, um, and it's kind of sad that he doesn't do anything else. Uh, but then Jessica's your mage, and I, I just kind of... You know what? Uh, Angelo's shining shot ability is pretty cool. Oh, that is good. That does yeah. quite a, quite a significant his... amount of damage to all the enemies. He's He's got a lot of really good bow attacks. Um, I've got yeah, yeah, abilities. Yeah, no, he does, yeah. Multi-shot put, is decent uh, when you're hunting metal slimes. Yep. yep. I use I that a lot when I run my metal slime run. Hmm? I Andy. put almost everything on him towards bows. Yeah, yeah that's I, I got him as well. I got him. I think he has he like has a little a, dawn sword, but he has a really good move at the very top of his charm category that hits every enemy for a really good amount of damage. Mm. And I know in yeah. his charm, uh, in his charm skill tree, he has um, moves that can remove enemies. Uh, buffs as well, yeah. right? Oh, their tension. Okay, that, that is super helpful later on. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah, um, I love the game. I mean, I, I sank way too much time into it, and um, I will say that after you beat the game, you can go to a location, uh, kind of up in the clouds, where you learn about much more about the hero's backstory. And it's, it's a very rewarding mission, but it's super hard. Um, but it's really, is that cool. what John was talking about on Twitter? Yeah, he it was. must've been. Cause that's, the, that's really the only post, saw him saying that his part stuff. of the game was post game. I'm, I'm yeah. kind of regretting. I sold my copy of the game right after I beat it um, to kind of put it towards horizon. Uh, but I, I don't know. It's I a just, good trade. Yeah. I had just beaten, uh, Dragon Quest Seven, and then I played Dragon Quest Builders, and then I played Dragon Quest Eight, and <laughs> God, I, I love the game, but I, I had had enough Dragon Quest. I, I understand. 
<laughs> I eventually I, I was probably, look it up I was on YouTube. I mean, like I, I'm hours of Dragon Quest. I'm not even <laughs> done the game yet, and I, I kind of was at a. I mean, well, because I also put like twenty, twenty, thirty hours into seven before I played eight two. Oh yeah. Wow. Boy. Yeah, and I, and I put in 105 hours yeah. into it. So, because I basically like I I I stopped where I was in seven because I got eight. Because I like I got oh, I, I got see. I went out and got seven the day it came out in September, and then didn't start playing it until like Christmas. Mm. I'll yeah. say that Dragon Quest games in general are good for. It, for me, it was particularly helpful around where all, all the political turmoil that's been going on. You just want to zone out, you know. know. That's part of the reason it, why I dove into it as hard as I did. Um, I mean, that came out right right around the inauguration, and it really was just like I just would sink into that world. And I remember Zach, like you and I, just texting each other about that, and that like that was my respite from from paying attention to the right. news. <laughs> yep. In the, in the waning days before Zelda came out, I was trying to find something to play that wouldn't feel like starting starting a big project right before the launch of another big project. And so I put mm-hmm. Dragon Quest Builders back in, which I hadn't actually touched in about a month. And um, I played it for another two to three hours. I'm in the middle of the third chapter. And I think I might be getting pretty close to being done with that game. I, it's, yeah. I, 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 loved, I petered out right about there. I, I loved the first 15 hours of that game, maybe the first 20. And then I just hit a point where I, I, I everything got a lot harder in the third chapter. And, uh, and it, it became a little less leisurely and a little less fun. It becomes I, I, a lot more I, combat focused. Yeah, I, I faded away about midway through chapter two, and I kind of like it, it was just such a. It was kind of a gut punch in Dragon Quest Builders where you can you build up this town, and they're like, "And you got to start over." Ooh. Um, and like I, I gotta say, if they had made it that one chapter, but a little bit longer, uh, it would have been perfect. Yeah, yeah, because like that that first chapter, and like even even like the beginning of chapter two, I was kind of into, and then it just like. Yeah, I guess I guess maybe the combat focus is what kind of killed it for me because I loved like exploring and building stuff. Well, if you could even like go back and revisit your old town, like if it was all part of a connected yeah. world, where you could just okay, well now we need your help over here, and then you go over here, and maybe you, you lose to build some, a new town. Maybe, maybe there's you lose a quick some travel. of your gear and stuff, but like if you could just occasionally go back and visit your old friends at your first town, yep. then it would feel like a big connected world instead of four completely separate games, which is yeah. what it does feel like. That's yeah. true, and there's really no reason for them to do that either that, that I yeah. can think of. I think, yeah, I think Builders is is good, not great. I think there's a lot of cool ideas that they just kind of fall through the execution. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. guys, I gotta, I gotta scoot pretty soon. Right. Well, I, I think we're just All about right. done here anyway. Yeah. We moved on to different games, so. Yeah. Um, true. Time will tell if uh, Andy and I both finish Dragon Quest Eight. Maybe, maybe in a couple months we'll have. <laughs> Uh, a lost episode. Well, I don't have a Switch, so I have plenty of time. Oh. Yeah, I'm Me still neither. playing Zelda. I, I beat Zelda. <laughs> I'm still playing Zelda. Um, so why? But, I mean, maybe, uh, you know, if if you want to hear us us old newscast cohorts get back together more often, uh, drop us a line. I, is newscast at Nintendo Report still an email address? I think it might just go to connectivity now. No, I'm fairly certain it still exists. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, email newscast at Nintendo World Report or connectivity at Nintendo World Report. I'll verify that real quick before or, we get off, get, get off uh, the call. But, uh, 
but yeah, I mean, just let us know and we'll we'll come back. I mean, maybe we can find another game. Maybe I mean, I think whenever Oasis comes out, that might be a game Ooh, that would yeah. be ripe because I think I, I don't know about Zach, but I think Andy, Nathan, and I are all pretty jazzed for Ever Oasis. I I'm excited to see what Grezzo can do because they have impressed on their on their um their Zelda port. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything I've heard, uh, I've always so, just, I mean, we haven't heard anything about it, but I think it's it's coming right along. Uh, probably later this year. I wouldn't be surprised if we actually found out about it in the near future. Um, but yeah, um, thanks thanks for uh, for listening to us talk about Dragon Quest Eight. I hope you enjoyed the game. Hope you enjoyed us talking about it. Thank you, Zach. Andy, Thank you, Neil. And um, yeah. And I totally just took over hosting from Zach. Hey, I'll let you know. And yes, that, right. address, that address is still, is still good. Cool. Nice. I, I don't know who it goes to, but it went to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got it too. <laughs> Very All good. Right. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.